Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. It is a mid-Michigan Matters and Spock Sports Show mashup. It doesn't happen very often where I talk about one of our local nonprofits in the community where it has to do with sports, but I'm here with my man, Lothario Agoff. I got the last name Agoff, is that correct, Lothario? Yes. All right. Who is the, what did you call you, the owner? Or what, what would your exact title be with Limitless Outdoors? I would be considered, I guess, the president and CEO. I'm the founder of uh, Limitless right. Outdoors. Yeah, but if people don't know Lothario, you see him down on the sidelines in wheelchair Mount Pleasant football games, helping coach the team and everything like that. And for people that don't know kind of your story a little bit, Lothario, can you please talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind? Um, as far as my background? Yeah, yeah. As, so I originally grew up in Louisiana. Um, I... Uh, I met my wife online um, in 2001, moved up in December of 2002 to Mount Pleasant area, uh, went to um, CMU, I'm a, I'm a grad from CMU, and uh, actually started my coaching career uh, right at Mount Pleasant Parks and Rec, with uh, starting with four and five-year-old soccer. Oh, boy. Yeah, and what was cool about that is while I was coaching, didn't realize uh, the kids that I were coaching, but um, actually one of the athletic directors, uh, Jim Conway, was at Mount Pleasant High School. Um, he was he was the uh, you know the guy there that was um, in the sports program, and he's like, after the season was over, he's like, Lothario, if you ever want a coaching job, come and see me. And so, actually, I ended up in Shepherd of all places first before right. I even came to Mount Pleasant. Cause, uh, I, I'm a Shepherd grad, so that, that gives me a little extra smile to hear that. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love Blue Jay country. Yeah. You know, uh, actually, I uh, started down in 2004. I want to say down in Shepherd area. I was their uh, football coach. I, I went on. I, w- I went down there to apply for uh, the whole football coaching program. And uh, the guy who actually got the job, Tom Crazier, he uh, he saw me leaving the building, and he's like, he come up to me as I was leaving, and he says, "Hey, what are you doing here?" I says, "Well, I came to apply for the football program." And he's like, "Oh, you want to coach football?" And I said, "Yeah." He says, "Okay, well, uh, how about you come be my JV football coach?" And so I started off JV football coach, head coach down there, and then uh, from there, I uh, they asked me to help develop the program. So I went down to 7th and 8th grade football. Also, while I was doing that, I, um, I also coached uh, girls basketball. And then I also coached uh, the JV baseball program. All right. And now, I always like to ask coaches this, too. And this is always like my last question for a Spock sports. Like I said, this one's a little bit different when we talk about your nonprofit here in a minute. What do those kids learn playing sports that they can't learn in the classroom? Well, for me, um, I coach a different – aspect of life uh for me coaching for me is coaching life instead of coaching sport because uh i find that you could learn a lot more about being a team unity and also being you know um a team player than actually it's a little different in the classroom for me i I, i've done you know um substitute teaching but what i noticed is that kids really don't want to be there but when it comes to sports kids really want to be there you know, and so, uh, and I think the biggest thing is that what I found growing up in, you know, around this area and coaching all my years that I've been coaching, I've been coaching 31 years, that I noticed that kids really enjoy the discipline aspect. They want to, they want to be there. They want to learn. They want to be 
disciplined and uh you know and also you know i i, I teach things like for for example i had a, a wonderful experience over in shepherd that you know i'd like to share is that i was coaching seventh and eighth grade football and there was this young man that was uh, a big lineman and kids would always you know tease him and pick on him and everything else and uh and so what I what I what I realized I thought about that for a while and I'm like you know what we're only as strong as your weakest link. And so I went to the school board over in Shepherd and talked to him and told him what I wanted to do and talked to the you know head guy of football uh, program and I said I want to bring a rope. In other words, I brought a big old huge tug of war rope to to the field. And all the kids were like, "Oh coach, what are we doing? We're playing tug of war, we're, you know." And the, I said, no, we're going to do something a little bit better than that. And so what I did was I put the rope out. I told everybody to get on the rope, pick the rope up, and I actually zip-tied all the kids to the rope. <laughs> and, and what was funny is like, they, what are we doing? What are we doing? I said, we're going to practice today. We're going to practice as a unit. Well, Coach, how do we get water break? Figure, figure it out. out. How do we go to the bathroom? Figure it out. I said, because you know what? There's nobody on this team that is better than anybody else. And I said, we're going to learn today how to be a family and how to work together. And I tell you what, I have kids that I still meet today out in the public. Say, Coach, I remember that day. Thank you taught you. me a lot about life. And, you know, that's what it's all about for me. And I thank you for telling that story, too, because, like I said, I think using an example is, is just, you know, a perfect way to kind of touch on that. And now you're, you know, you're not profit that you start Limitless Outdoors. Um, there's a lot of Limitless or Outdoor. You know, when you hear that term, I think people think a lot of different things. But this is the most special one that I found out there and the coolest one. Kind of tell everybody a little bit about it and, and kind of how you started it, why you started it. Okay, well, um, first of all, when COVID happened, um, was one of the biggest drives for me. Um, because they took the kids out of school, which took coaching away from the, for me and took the, the sport away from the kids. And I grew up, you know, in, in South Louisiana in a fishing community. I used to be a fisherman. I used to own a duck camp. I was a duck hunter. And I really loved the outdoors. But when I moved up to Michigan here, I uh, basically, I, I gave a lot of that up because I, I wanted to give back to the kids in the community. And... Um, and so I really put a lot of things that I love the most, I put on the back burner. And so what I did was once um, COVID happened, I, I, before that, prior to that, I was, you know, praying about it and thinking about it and, you know, talking to a couple friends about it and everything else. And when COVID happened, it just became the right opportunity for me, you know. And so I just started um, the business called Limitless Outdoors. And the whole, um, my whole aspect is to try to uh, help individuals that normally wouldn't get the opportunity through my faith, friendships, and family to get out and uh, empower them and meet them where they are. And it's not about what you can't do. It's about if you have a will, we have a way. And so I just want to, you know, help people find that way, you know, yeah, and, and your story online that I, I was just reading it to Sean a little bit earlier, and it kind of choked him up a little bit. You know, when you were growing up, you had to watch your brothers go hunting, and at least I think you said by the time you were 13, you, you were done with that. Tell everybody a little, little bit about that story, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, growing up, watching my friends and brother and everybody else get ready to go and go hunting, and here I was stuck on the sidelines, you know, and uh, I'm like, you know what? 
I want to go hunting too. And so I ended up making this apparatus, believe it or not, with, I started off with just some plywood and I had a, it kind of reminded you like a turtle shell. I, I cut a piece of plywood out in the front. I cut a piece of plywood out in the back and I had eight screws coming out the plywood. And I basically had some, uh, binder twine tied, tied all these ropes together and made it hooked to my body like a shell and I drilled a hole on the shoulder pad part and I, I mean on the shoulder and I, I basically put the gun in the rest and then I uh, screwed something over top of the wood so the gun wouldn't jump out and then I had this piece of four by four wooden block with a broomstick handle with the c-clamp in other words and this is what I started with I, wow. I, I engineered this myself and it was heavy it was bulky and it was you know just massive amount of weight but it gave me the opportunity to shoot a gun. I, I tied a string to the trigger, and I pulled it with my teeth. And so then I, uh, you know, through that, I ended up vamping up a new uh, system, which was a lot lighter, a lot more compact. And so what I did was I went to the high school. I got a pair of football shoulder pads, and I used foot. I got a pair wow. of football shoulder pads, yes. In other words, and then on the shoulder pads, I have a little riveted cage that I made. And then from there, I went to this uh, doctor that used to do paraplastic work for my braces for my legs. And he made a belt that goes across my waist that has a flagpole holder. And it actually has a paint rolling stick that sticks into the flagpole holder. And it goes out and it goes to the tip of the gun and made a plastic hand for me. And on all my shotguns and my bows and everything else, I have a little aluminum strip that screws into the stock that actually locks into the shoulder pad. And so I pull it, I put the string to the trigger and I pull it with my teeth. And actually all the recoil and everything else gets taken by the shoulder pad. And so when I move, the gun moves with me at eye level. And it's really cool. So it's something that I invented to help me shoot ducks and skeet and deer and whatever else no longer on the sidelines right, no right long- out there with your bros and yeah, stuff right absolutely absolutely and, and and that's one of those i think you know where there's a will there's a way there um is. and that you know for people out there who don't think they can do stuff i think that right there is a testament to if you really want to get something done you're going to find a way to get it done absolutely and so tell everybody about some of the you know maybe a trip or two that you guys have been able to take out uh, the last couple of years with somebody being able to take advantage of limitless outdoors yeah so uh, we've done a couple of different things um i started off um i took a group from uh, mmi uh, we took them on a nature walk and was able to give them all like a free gift, like a compass and different things like that. And then we fed them and then we did a nature walk around some of the parks here in town. And, um, and that just such a, like I said, that might seem so much smaller than what you're just talking about going out and shooting and stuff like that too. But that is just such a great experience. And that might be a start to them leveling up to going to do more stuff. Does that a- make sense? Can a- I say that? Absolutely. Yes. And so that's what it's, it's just not all about hunting and uh, killing something or fishing, catching something. My whole idea of, of Limitless Outdoor is just getting people out, you know, and actually, you know, whether that's fishing, we did a canoe trip down the Chippewa with about 20 people where we, uh, we got at Buckley's over there and I got a few people from my church involved and a couple college students that's in the rec program. And so I utilize, you know, different people in the community to help walk alongside these people. And so we try to pair them up, you know, and do a one-on-one so it's more personal. It's not just a, you know, oh, I'm going to take you do something. But no, it's more about building a relationship and a friendship also, you know, with that. And so to make them feel special and important as well as an individual. And then also helping them 
get successful in doing things. Yeah, what did you guys catch when you were out on that? Did you guys do some fishing out on that Buckley strip? No, actually there was one guy that didn't want to go um, out on the Buckley trip, so I stood behind with him, and actually I went fishing with him while, while the rest of the guys went down the... Meeting um, people where they're at. Meeting people wanna where go, they're at. He didn't want to go out on the canoe, so you guys were able to hang back and do some fishing. Absolutely, and he caught a fish. Yeah. All right, that's It was awesome. great, and, man. And like you, the, the thrill of catching a fish, shooting a deer, a duck, or something. Yeah. We, we talk, let's go back to the sports. Scoring a touchdown, hitting a home run, it's, it's just like that, isn't it? Just like that, man. Yeah. Just like that, you know. Just to see the smiles on their face, you know, and, and, and the happiness that they enjoy. Like I took a group out, even actually uh, do some horseback riding over at um, um, Hopewell Ranch. Yep. And man, beautiful, wonderful place. Uh, and and they took us in with open arms and and uh, just to see the smiles on those, you know, people's face, just that they got the chance to go get on a horse. Yeah, horse will make anybody smile too. Yeah, won't it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and so I, you know, it's just things like that we do. You know, I'm I'm planning a future uh, camping trip here coming up soon and. Um, I did a, I did an ice fishing trip one time. Took a guy, took some guys out actually on an ice fishing trip. This was pretty cool. So I didn't have any shanty. Didn't, you know, this was prior. Like we never really had no money, startup money, and so I'm the kind of guy that you know, you use what you got, right? You don't you don't worry about what you don't have. You use what you have. Sound right? like a marine, there. yeah. You know, and so we had some two by fours, and we had some, you know, we had I had a big pa- uh, plastic. This queen, and in other words, we drilled some holes in the ice. We stuck the two by fours, nailed them together, made some crosses, and threw them down in the ice. And then we put the plastic all around us, man. And we were just happy as can be, man. <laughs> we, we got blocked by the wind, and you know, it was just a great time. Well, I'm gonna make you put you on the spot here a little bit. What's the favorite thing you've done so far with Limitless Outdoors? Is there one trip that maybe stands out more than others, or are they just kind of all blending together now? It's just great experiences. Uh, you know, it's I, I can't say one's greater than the other. Uh, to me, all of them are individually good in their in their own aspect and ways. Because you know, um, like I said, just helping people to to experience the things that they're experiencing. It's it's indescribable and it's you know it's it's heartwarming and it's just uh, it's just great to see you know their faces and how they light up and realizing that they can go out and do something instead of just sitting on the sidelines. You talk about it like you're a coach all the way through, <laughs> man. You, t- you said you talk about a coach, right? you know, see the fix reminds me, you know, catching a fish just like scored a touchdown. I'm just gonna go back to the beginning. You're giving people those touchdown experiences that maybe never got to take the field. That that's pretty darn special to be able to do that. If people want to get involved with Limitless Outdoors, how do they go about doing so, Lothario? How do they get a hold of you? Um, you know, it's a lot of uh, word of mouth, but I do have a web page on uh, on Facebook, Limitless Outdoors. Uh, we have a uh, email, lmk1211 at aol dot com, um, and uh, just uh, you know, I I can't say that I could help everyone, but I could say that I'm going to try my best to help the people that definitely need need that experience. Yeah, if there's somebody local that wants to get involved in something really cool really special too i think this is a really cool opportunity to be able to give too yes absolutely lathara thanks so much for joining me man i'm sure we'll be be talking with you again in 2024 about what's going on with limitless outdoors man really appreciate it yeah thank you if you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do my attorney is joe barbary he can be yours too 
Hi, this is Joe Barber. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. For listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to mymichiganpodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.